Hi and welcome to the eighth episode of the Camera Chat and Coffee Podcast with myself, Benjamin Bowles, and the Lennon to my McCartney, Gavlar Hardy. Two blokes, one photography subject, and a shed load of coffee. Great. <laughs> He's Right, Gav, straight into it as always. As always. This week, our subject is um, photography mistakes. We've all been there. We've all had uh, our hands in our head. (laughs) (laughs) One of the biggest mistakes I made on one of my first shoots was actually put my my hand inside my head. And and like they were like, how are you going to take a photo now with your hands inside your head? But then I popped on in the background saying, use a book. Use a book, Use, a book. use right. a book. And and with the book, we pried my hands out of my heads and, and I managed to take photos with a camera, not a book. You got it. Right, so we, yeah, we've all made mistakes. So we're <laughs> like going that. to, yeah, just like that. That's, yeah, that's, a, that's a perfect example. Um, so we're going to discuss, well, I'm going to discuss three and you're going to discuss three. Yes. And we're certainly not going to sit in the art, ivory tower looking down on photographers because we've made well actually all these mistakes i'm going to be talking about i've made countless times and still on shoots now i make you know stupid mistakes because we're he's, human he's number happens. one taking a book instead of a camera you go, oh, well, because right, i'll tick that one off because you do need cameras Gem- generally uh, yeah i mean i mean are, are we talking so we're talking um physical mistakes or kind of like Maybe mistakes think thinking wise. I mean, well, if I yeah, if I kick off, you and then, kick and off, then and you then I'll, and I'll come, come back in there with, with the deep shit. So yeah, exactly. So the um, the first one um, is over editing. So you've you've got your nice camera, you've taken some some photos, obviously, and then you're and you're <laughs> we're breaking and, it down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. and you're getting used to your new editing software. Um, and we've all been there, I think, where we just edit the shit out of it till it becomes an absolute mess. <laughs> edit it to within an inch of its life. Yeah, I would think, say. I wonder what this slider does. Oh, okay, yeah. you can. Oh, selective definitely, colouring. In the er, kind of in the early days, definitely. And, yeah. and what can happen as well in the early days is you can get this the fads, isn't it? The yeah. current fashions mm-hmm. can grab you. Yeah, exactly. You're looking at images online or on websites, and you think, okay, well, that's the way to go. And so you go. So what? Say so say so you try and replicate it, but it never works. I th- yeah. At the start. I think a lot of the time the key thing is to, f- from my from my perspective, with with regards to that mistake, and definitely one that I made in the early days, is to um, recognise the uh, it's, it's to recognise when it's it's being overdone. Yeah. Um, and for me, also recognising when it's simply not fashionable, because photography. Goes through trends, doesn't yeah, it? And cyclical, HDR yeah. for me. When you talk about over editing, don't swear at me. When you tweet, do not swear at when me. When you talk about well. editing HDR and over editing, sorry, HDR is one of those which you don't see as much nowadays, but you still do see occasionally. And right, I, I was guilty of I was guilty of taking three or four images of Deal Pier and slapping them together and sticking <laughs> it on a canvas <laughs> with my Nikon D80 many years ago. Um, you wouldn't catch me doing that now because I'm all about the uh, the darkness and the light. Yeah, yeah. No, but you're you're absolutely right. I think it's um, it does go in fads, and I think obviously HDR done well is um, is is still a you can do it well, and you can't you, just about subtle. I mean, exactly. Perhaps yeah. subtlety is. The, but I think that's. Thing. But it also I'm comes down to your. Picture. It comes down to your personal style, doesn't it? Because mm. I like 
I mean, we've got very different editing styles, I would say, but my editing style usually goes down the route of natural but polished. That's kind of what I go for. So people looking at a photo can tell that it's done by a professional photographer, but people looking at the photo thinking, well, that looks more like a digital yeah. you know, artist doing it. Whereas I'm, I'm, I'm kind of about the filmic process. Yeah, I, I, want, okay. I, I, like, I like the filmic look. You know, the, currently, all about the Provia. Probably, yeah, but um, yeah, on on the saying on the subject of the mistakes, the the other thing, if the other thing, so beyond HDR, which is for me a very obvious, Mm. uh, easy one to 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 mention, um, the thing that frustrates me a lot of the time is so, especially in the wedding industry, is when I see people unnecessarily removing things from photos. Yeah, this is something you've so, talked about quite a lot. Yeah, so so it, it kind of bugs me. Now, of, now, firstly, if if you're having to remove something, it's, it means that you didn't check the background. Nice. Uh, but secondly, sometimes things should just be left in because they, they are part of the day. Um, and, and it kind of like... It frustrates me if I see that someone's like you know if you're talking about a, a perfect photo of a bride or something and and and, and there's just like a, a f- the only option was to do a photo and there was a fire escape sign in the background and at the time you go look do you know what I'll be able to remove that it's not a problem then I'm kind of okay with that mm, mm. because it kind of works with the relevance of the content but if you're talking about uh, a grab shot or a moment and there's a car in the background like things like that that tells the story of the day you know yeah, the time you yeah. look at the reason photos from the olden days are from the olden days <laughs> is because they didn't go oh we really don't want we don't want that Ford Cortina in the background yeah. well, generally actually, it, tell, it, it, it dates the photo it yeah. makes the photo it becomes part of the story yeah you exactly know? generally generally old photos have stuff in it from the olden days, and, and yeah, and that's, that's it. And, 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 and like so social documents, and that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you go back to those old photos, and that's what I think a lot of people have stopped doing. Mm. You go mm. back to those old photos, and you see, you see pictures of like you know Oxford Street and things like that, and you're going, oh my god, look, look at the state of those cars. Look at that. Yeah. You don't get people photoshopping stuff out if if they've taken a photo of of, of some someone as a portrait. And in the background is is an Austin Allegro or something like that. You don't don't get rid of it, or or even like an old an old sort of like um, road sign. Yeah, it yeah. gives it a day. It makes it. You don't don't remove it, and that's the thing. So in thirty years time, you're going to end up with potentially loads of photos that kind of like don't have, have like no that. context. Yes, yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's me yeah. that word again. Hey, you love it. You you're the it. books on the context. You got it. You got it. Um, so yeah, that's that's definitely. I agree with you on that one. Yeah. No, I think I think you're bang on, and I think that. Um, well, there's two ways to look at that because, obviously, if you're a um, if you shoot weddings in a way where you're just all about all about the moment, you maybe don't have too much time to compose your photo with your background and that mm. kind of stuff. But I think that if um, if that is the photo, um, and photos absolutely should be about, as you say, telling the story of the day. Mm. That's all part of it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and and candid photography doesn't need to be absolutely perfect. It's no. about that moment. It's the it? storytelling, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Oh, I said storytelling. Perfect. <laughs> and we're only about three minutes in. So what's your first mistake to make? Uh, my first mistake to make... Um, well, for me, my first mistake when I was starting out photography, and I think it's, it's still a mistake that people make, is to not interact with other photographers. Mm, okay. Um, to, to kind of like almost treat other photographers as the opposition, yeah. the enemy. Yeah. Uh, and and I didn't whilst I didn't 
I did not interact with photographers when I when I first started out for that reason. I simply didn't know any around here, mm-hmm. and I was too too kind of like I don't know. I say too shy to go to a, a camera club. Just didn't seem like my thing. Camera clubs. That's that. That's next week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but, but yeah. yeah. But, but right. for me, like, and, and even, I still see it now. I see people wanting more followers on Instagram and this, that, and the other, and and. They're, they're, they're asking for more followers and they're, they're putting stuff out there that they want more followers but they're not actually interacting with other photographers mm, mm. and I've ha- I had situations in the past where you would go to meet up with a bunch of photographers of the, and it's been arranged by someone and you see on Facebook that say 28 people are going to go and the net result is like 4 if you turn up mm. because they don't see any value in it they don't see any value in going out and having a coffee and having a chat with um, a camera, and having a camera chat and coffee oh you see what he's done <laughs> there behind me and, uh, yeah, that's why you're paid the big that's, bucks that's, that's right um, but, but they don't because, because as far as they're concerned mm. they're not seeing any they're not going to get anything for their portfolio so what's the point but the reality is that if, if, if you know, me as a photographer, if I go out and I and I meet up with and say 20 of photographers say they're going to turn up and only four do, the next time I have, a, say, a gig I can't do because I'm booked mm. or something like that or, or someone wants a second shooter mm. or someone just wants a recommendation for someone because maybe it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. I'm not going to go. Here, I'm, here's one of the names of the 16 people that didn't bother. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to go, oh, well, John was there. So John, you get you get the get unless John's rubbish at photography. Well, yeah, there is that. In which case, Linda <laughs> steps up. <laughs> yeah. John and Linda, they turned up, didn't they? But you know what I mean. That's that. That is yeah. my point on that. It, it, it and it's so important. And you know, as much as you know, we talked about obviously social media and how important that is. You have to interact with other photographers. But that, but the to. thing is, yeah, I would totally agree. And I think that you, the big point there was the fact that if you if you start like a photography community and as you say you're double booked or it's not quite in your skill set yeah uh, you could say to that client well i can't but i do know a person yeah, because who, that who, person and i know I, I, very well you know yeah. exactly because that person's made the effort to interact yeah. with me and then obviously you've then become interested in that person mm. and you look at their work and you go, oh, yeah, do you know what? I'll recommend you. Yeah. And it's that simple. So yeah. yeah, one of the biggest mistakes I made when I first started out was not interacting with other photographers soon enough. I think it helped me back a number of years. Yeah, I really do. Okay. So my second. Your second. My I'm, second. I'm on the edge of my seat. He can't wait. Um, is, is charging for your work too early. Controversial, controversial. Controversial. But this is, um, and I can speak from experience in this, because this is something I did back in the day where I would take a few nice photos, get get the kind of remarks from friends and family that you get because they just yep, want to be supportive. They, yeah, yeah. And that led to me thinking, oh, okay, well, let's, let's try a few paid gigs. Um, and I can honestly say, looking back, that um, it held me back to a certain extent because the pressure was on. Mm. I felt that I needed to learn what I needed to learn for that shoot and I and I wasn't an all-round photographer like um I like to think now you know yeah. my my skill set was not um at the level where I should be charging mm. now if I if I went back to my younger self and said give it 18 months 2 years and just learn and obviously do shoots mm. you know shoot 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 uh, learn without the pressure and really build that foundation of skills uh, and learning the craft of photography, and then when you do, because long term you're going to be better off for it anyway. Yeah. 
because if you're at the time when you're charging and you're um, you know your camera inside out, you know the lights, yeah, the lighting inside out, you're going to be in a lot better position. So I would say um, a mistake a lot of photographers make is getting into the business side too early um, and getting obsessed with that rather than getting obsessed with um, photography in yeah. itself. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I suppose there is that. There is that. Um you know, when you when you get to when you get into photography and someone says, "Oh, will you do this shoot for me?" Obviously, it feels quite it feels good to yeah. be asked to do something, yeah, doesn't of it? Um, the danger is obviously being a full time photographer, having people out there shooting for free isn't good for me. Um, I, you could compare it to plumbing. You know, if there was if there was people going out and doing plumbing for nothing mm-hmm. else, mm-hmm. there's there's safety issues. There's not many much safety issues with photography, but if there were people doing plumbing for free, then that would really affect lots of plumbers that are trying to charge and yeah that's the only that's the only time I find that tiny bit of a grey area when it's not so much free it's 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 for me it's staying cheap for too long okay so that's my kind of take Mm, on that it's whilst yeah you don't want to charge straight away because you're setting yourself up for a fall and you're putting too much pressure on yourself definitely and I shot my first wedding for nothing and got they gave me a couple hundred quid which was nice um, even though the photos were terrible, <laughs> um, but for me, it's staying cheap for too long. Mm. That's the big mistake because because you've got to keep pushing yourself. Once you've got to the point where you're charging and comfortable, you've got to start keep pushing yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, pricing is at another level entirely, isn't it? it and is. that we really could dedicate an episode. We could do. To that. We could do an episode of pricing. I don't do. know. I don't know. Um, Not sure if anyone listened to it. No, but that's... But, you know. Nothing, you're wearing, nothing new there, Gav. You're, you're wearing a lovely um, hat. I'd listen to it just for that. Cheers. Well, it's, yeah, it's listening it's to blue. Hat. It's kind of blue with little hints, little flecks of yeah. like, green in there. This is a sweet piece. I'm really into my hats at the moment. You I, are. You know what I bought the other day? Hot pants. Yes. <laughs> but with in the basket was a uh, a flat cap. No yeah, way. I'm going massive on the flat caps for summer. I think you can pull that off. Yeah, I did. Of course, I do. I shooting think. the MMA, there's a lot of flat caps knocking about in the yeah. MMA in there. Well, the weird thing is, is I did a shoot with it the other day, and what, just I... the hat <laughs> and the hot pants. And just the hot... you and the hot pants. <laughs> yeah, the client loved I bet, it. I bet, I bet the guys at the MMA club were like, <laughs> check out Ben <laughs> rocking his flat cap yeah. and hot pants. Uh, did you have anything on the nipples? Yeah, um, <laughs> some tassels. Tassels. Just, just two bits of film. Tassels. <laughs> two books. Two, two, two small books. <laughs> two small books on photography. <laughs> we may, we may. There is a hint. There's yeah. a chance we've gone off on a tangent. No, no. With, with not my, us. With my, my, us. my vision of you in hot pants. Right, where was I? Can so, I lap dance for you? <laughs> yeah, we've gone partridge. We've gone partridge. Yeah, that's a rapid adventure. So yeah, my, my. Let, let's get back to it. Sorry. Slap my wrist. Yeah. Charging too early. That's mine. Are you going? Are you sort of going off and saying working for free? Uh, I, I'm just. I, I'm. I'm kind of just tagging on, perhaps, nice. to yours. I'm, nice. I'm, I'm just saying a caveat, maybe. Tag of team. Staying too low, low for too long. Okay. Because there comes a point when that that devalues the industry. That's true, yeah. That's, yeah. that's yeah. the point I'll be making. Yes, do a few freebies to get the experience up, yes. but don't stay cheap for too long. Um, There's an interesting um, uh, podcast that I listened to the other day. Um, he's a guy, it was ours, he's yeah? A guy, yeah, yeah, just on repeat. I um, He's a guy called Chase Jarvis. Have you heard of yes, him? Yes, I've heard of Chase Jarvis. So, have you listened to his podcast? Haven't. It's very good. Follow but also, he, um, yes, he, he says... 
his sort of attitude, and I don't totally agree, but it kind of fits into what you're talking about, is you either go full full price or free. Nothing oh, in okay. between. Yeah. So you, if you've got a client that comes to you and um, you really want to do the job, yeah. you don't give them half price or a third off or whatever. You say, right, well, I really want to be involved, so I'm going to do it for free because you haven't got, yep. you don't match up to my budget. Yeah. And I think there is something in that. Oh, yeah, de- no, definitely. I think, well, like me right now, shooting shooting lots of Fuji stuff, I'm I'm, gen- I'm actively, because I know I've got the weddings as well, mm. which pay the bills. Yeah, exactly. I'm actively trying to get in touch with people to shoot. And for, as far as I'm concerned, I'm getting something out of it. Mm. It's not just the client that's getting something out of it. I'm getting something. So I don't mind doing the occasional shoot yeah. for a singer or something for nothing yeah, at the right. moment. But yeah, it will come. Upon, but I wouldn't say to them I'll do it cheap. Mm. I, mm. It, it, and I, I kind of agree with that. I okay. like that. I that's like interesting. that. Okay. Um, I, I, the reason why I don't totally agree with that is because in an ideal world, if you're Chase Jarvis, you can do that because yeah. you're charging five to ten k per shoot or whatever it is. Yeah. In in the normal world of a working photographer, well, are you not charging them? <laughs> I'm slightly come, less. Than come that. on, Ben. I'm slightly less. Um, yeah, right. I'm slightly less than that. But um, can you pass my gold shoes, please? <laughs> yeah. Um, but in the real world, you obviously have to make the money per month to pay the bills. In the real world, so in the depressingly yeah, real de- world, depressingly real world. Um, yeah. So so a couple of reduced shoots over the month would actually help. So. I think it depends really where you are in, in your career and what status you have, I suppose. Right, Gav, number two. Number two, yeah, okay, so my number two is is um, obviously being me. I've got I've got to drag the gear into it, haven't I? You do. Um, mistake uh, that took me about two years to uh, rectify into my world of photography was not... Um, not... was um, not moving on from zoom lenses... Uh, quick enough, I am a massive, massive lover of the prime lens. Um, at any one time, I have ten in my cellar. <laughs> so I'm partridge again. There. Yeah. Right, um, I've literally since about the second year of my photography, I got my first. Uh, I think I got a Sigma 30 mil prime 1.4, which gave me about 50 mil on my old Pentax. Um, and that was it. Just, just mind blown. Oh my god! Because the, you know, cameras nowadays come with the kit lens. Like ninety percent of cameras come with the kit lens, and it's it'll be an eighteen to fifty-five, three point five to five point six aperture zoom, yeah. which for me is the sucks the fun out of photography. Because well, it does people, now because people, obviously you've shot with primes. But yeah, but the thing that's the thing. It's such a mistake that people make, and I see this all the time at weddings. They, 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 and they don't understand. So I'm not, I'm not having a go. Or anything like that. I'm just, I'm just saying that it's such a shame because people don't realise that they've got this lovely new camera and it doesn't matter what it is. It's a digital SLR. It's got an APS-C sensor or whatever, and they've got the, the kit zoom lens that comes with it. Mm. And it's, and and it's like without sticking a good prime lens in it, you're just not going. You may as well be shooting with an iPhone. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Um, so yeah, for me, totally. The minute you get a prime, you get that wide aperture that you can you can blur the background out with, and it's not it's not just that. It's just isolating the subject. For me, like when I do when I take a photo of whether it's a person or something, I want to isolate. Generally, you use that nice shadow depth field to isolate the thing, the main component of the photo, mm. and and that's it for me. And, and with with this, with a nice shallow depth of field. 
okay, you don't you see that all the time, but it's just having that option having with that a option, nice yeah. shadow. And, and it's very good for shooting in low light. It, of course, yeah, that's it goes the other. down to the one point eight. Exactly. So you don't have to crank the ISO up too high because yeah. if you're shooting at f three point five or whatever, and let's face it, on kit lenses they're not sharp at f three point five, no. so you have to stop it down a bit more. In low light, you're kind of screwed. So yeah, it gives you the low light shooting option, um, but yeah, and creativity, just pure creativity. And that's the other thing. That's the that's the last thing I was going to say about that was the fact that for me, shooting with a prime stopped me being lazy. And it's weird to... I, I don't think I've ever, ever been able to really put a finger on what, what it is. But when you shoot with a prime and you've literally got... So like I shoot pretty... I shot... So I shot a wedding yesterday. I shot probably 90% of it with a 23mm 1.4 on my Fuji, which gives me effectively 35mm 1.8 or 2. A lovely storytelling focal length. Get all the scene in it. Got it. And, but the thing is, I shot literally all the stuff in the background that you need to replace after. <laughs> I shot literally. Yeah. yeah shop, don't worry, Photoshop that out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, but literally, like I shot almost all of the day. Like probably ninety percent of photos were taken at thirty-five mil, mm. and the other ten percent were taken with fifty mil, which gives me about seventy-five mil. Yeah. So literally, I spent the whole day shooting with just those two focal lengths. Mm. And I think for some people, they would be like, "Well, what? What if you needed to get a wider shot?" You, you know, there's the old zoom with your feet. But you work with what you've got. It's, it's almost like you're training your brain to work with what you've got. And and I think my photos look good and I'm okay with what I'm doing. So it's for me, it works. I think that goes perfectly into um, if you're restricted um, with, with your focal length, like anything creative, if you have um, a restriction, it can make you more creative because you have to think outside the box slightly you have to think of moving your feet. You have to think of um, other things rather than just twisting your wrist and going in and out. Mm. Blimey, that sounded dodgy. Yeah, that did sound Jesus. dodgy. That's, okay. I, I've never looked at Zoom. I've never looked at it <laughs> in such a sexual way. <laughs> I'm going to chuck my Zoom lens away now. So, yeah, because you'll just yeah. be thinking about it in this. This maybe That's the right. person you're photographing will be like him. Yeah. Twisting and zooming. Primes all the way for me then. No. Well, there we go. There's your basically don't shoot zooms because you'll look a little bit like a little that. Bit what? Like that. Perfect. Okay, I think we'll, I think we'll leave the, uh, the prime lens there. Killed, killed it. <laughs> yeah, killed it. Let's go on to my third. And let's go on to your third. Just because ben. I'm aware of time. Um, I'm going to go number three, upgrading your equipment too early. Oh, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. I'm off. See you, you later. See you, later. Can, you can do this on okay, your own. Yeah, it's probably better. That Never way. too early. Probably, probably better that. Always way. upgrade your gear. Uh, yeah. Every <laughs> five, I've just ordered something whilst you, whilst we're doing this. <laughs> um, yeah. So upgrading too early. I think a lot of photographers that I've spoken to, especially early on, mm. they think that they will instantly become a better photographer by getting a better camera or a better lens or anything yeah. like that. Whereas there's loads of ways that you can anybody can take better photos completely for free by studying composition by um, understanding light by understanding the theory also by understanding your camera body and your lens better because there's always stuff that um there's another podcast i was listening to i keep on referencing other podcasts it was mm. scott Bourne. Was it yeah <laughs> and again it was chase jarvis no, chase it, wasn't, jarvis. it wasn't chase jarvis it was scott Bourne, and he said that um and a, a, a very quick way to get better at photography is just study one page a day of your camera booklet which I haven't done <laughs> 
But <laughs> I, don't, I can't remember the last time I ever looked at a camera no, clip. But I reckon there's probably something in there. I was at a wedding yesterday, right? And I realised that on my new camera, if I went to C H yeah. on the dial, it was continuous, continuous high. high. Yeah. And then there's another one for continuous M. I can't believe they put three on there. But I only worked out yesterday. What, so low, medium, high? Yeah. Wow. I mean, like, why three dedicated dials to that? It's like crazy. But yeah, I only, I I would never work that. But 14 frames per second, by the way, is ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, I I, I mean, that's that. I I don't know if I get on board with that. Because that's, that's, I I thought you were going to say, like, study, like, just study a book a day. No, that's what I say. (laughs) That's what I say. Yeah. Now, I can see, I can totally see, like, like, relevance to that. A Um, question, okay, just before you go on, a question. If, I mean, maybe this is a bit of a loaded question because you are a photographer. But just say you're a lay person and you were um, you were maybe booking a photo shoot. Now, would you prefer a professional photographer with a worse camera or an absolute newbie with the best camera and the best lens in the world? Well, of course you would go with the better photographer. We, exactly. It's a tool, isn't it? Yeah, it is so, a tool. And, and buying equipment is fun. Buying and parts, upgrading. Pardon? It's some of all parts. Exactly, though. Everything yeah, kind of yeah. has to work together. But I because... think some people think that upgrading will make them better. No, and, true. And so I think that's a mistake. I, I think mean, that you've got to learn photography as a whole and upgrade. And I actually think, as like a takeaway, I would say only upgrade your equipment when the something imi- new and sexy comes out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when the when the images in your mind's eye can't be replicated with the, the equipment you've got. When your when your mental vision of something. Is, is higher than the capability of your equipment. I would say that's quite a good starting point. Okay. That's, 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 too, that's too big for me. Is that's, it? That's just gone past. Yeah. That's gone through me. <laughs> it's disappeared in the distance. I, I mean, the only thing is, yeah, like, like obviously, it, it, kind of, it kind of goes a little bit against the grain of my second one, whereby I'm saying about how get rid of your, get rid of your nasty kit zoom and get yeah, a prime. Yeah. Now, obviously, you've still got to be a good photographer. Mm. So a good photographer with a rubbish lens yeah. is going to get you a better photo yeah. than, some, than, than a bad photographer with the world's best kit. Totally and utterly get that. Yeah. But like, if you look at most of the really good portraits that have ever been taken, okay. the chances are they will have been taken on something pretty good for, like, you know, if you look at a really nice classic portrait with a shallow depth of field. Mm, yeah. But, yeah, definitely, I mean, obviously, there is little point in upgrading your, your kit and thinking it's going to make you better. If, if your photography is not amazing, mm. buying something camera-wise, a new camera. See, yeah. I'd, I'd kind of take, maybe take it to more to the camera side of things. Yeah. And that's very relevant right now with the Sony a7 III coming out. And I know a lot of people losing their mind over it. Yeah. I'd, it's not going to change the, how they shoot a wedding no. or how they shoot a portrait shoot or anything like that. It's up to you to, to develop that side of things. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of people out there that do think, mm. oh, my photography's a bit... Mm, I'm going to buy a new camera yeah, yeah. and, um, you know, a little six, so everything. But do you know what? In six months' time, they can look back at their work and it probably hasn't changed at all. Whereas I do think that buying a new lens does help you see things because, for example, if I, I shoot primes there, mm. so if I shoot pretty much everything with a, with a 35 mil, if I suddenly just go out one day and shoot everything with a 50 mil prime, yeah. I'm going to get different photos mm. and it's going to make me look at things differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So true. I kind of get what you're saying, but I think, it, I think a lot of that goes down to the camera... Mainly, mm, mm. I, yeah, I think I suppose I'm aiming at more people who d- don't want to get 
bogged down, quite I'm quite bogged down with the theory and of mm. studying the masters and that kind of stuff, yeah. and just thinking, okay, well I'll upgrade to the X Y Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. And it will take my photography. Yeah, yeah definitely. You still, you still got to actually train your train, train your brain and study people's work and just get better at photography through that. And you can do that with you can do that with any camera. Yeah, you can go out with your iPhone and, and become a better photographer. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so your third one, Gavlar. My third one, Benlar. To to wrap this thing up. To wrap this thing up. Um, it's not having a third one <laughs> on your tripod. <laughs> it's it's just it's just not having it in my head right now. Has it gone? My third one is um overcoming your fear yeah. of getting out of your comfort zone. So so this one is very... This one's a bit niche but this one's very much me now. So it's... It, so when, when I first started doing photography, um, I don't know why. For one reason or another, I just really liked photographing people. I don't even... I don't know why. And I think that's how I fell into wedding photography. Because it just... I think people are interesting, aren't they? Everyone's different. You yeah. get a different reaction. Um, so... But one thing that I could never do, even though I'd shot you know hundreds of weddings by 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 you know twenty thirteen fourteen, I couldn't go up to someone in the street and say hi, can I take your portrait? Um, because I was I, I don't even know why because you're afraid of like you're you're kind of like you're. Let, let's be honest. It's a weird thing to do. It's a weird thing it's to do. It is a weird thing, thing to do. But it's it, and but I look back at that and again I I, I just think. There was nothing to be afraid of because if someone doesn't want their portrait taken, and this happened to me on, on in London the other day. Yeah. So I, I, I saw someone. I said, "Hi, do you mind if I take the portrait?" They said, "Oh no, I'd rather you didn't." Yeah. And that was it. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and do you know what? I mean? That was it. Yeah. And and then I carried on and and but but for some reason there's this fear of I'm sure like fear of failure, fear of rejection that we all it's have. It's all of it. I think. And it? and and yeah, and that's the the reality. You you're actually going up to someone and saying, "Can I take your portrait?" And them saying no is actually less scary than just going and taking someone's photo and them not giving you permission. Yeah, yeah. And then they could react and go, well, I don't want you to take my photo. Yeah, of course. Um, and, and I'm not saying that anything ever violent has happened or anything like that, but when you actually break it down like that, and there's a lot of people out there that, that are genuinely like, I can't believe you just go and ask people if you take their portrait. Mm. And you're like, well, yeah. But what? they want to, but they just don't. But I mean, this is slightly... It's still on the subject, slightly off tangent, but do you? So you always ask when you're when you're shooting street. You always ask, how do you feel about totally candid street, you know, street photos? I like it as long as as long as I've got. I want um, an engagement from the person I'm photographing. Do you think it's un- unethical? Um, the thing is, I shoot quite wide and close up, so they know it's happening. Mm. That's the thing. So I mean, like. There are, I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't generally like, well, I generally generally wouldn't just go and photograph someone's kid uh, because I have a child and I mm. always think that if someone just like came straight up and photographed my kid, I'd, mm. I'd, I'd feel a little bit protective about that. Um, so I have my own limitations there. But generally, if, if I photograph someone, I don't stand 40 feet away with a 300mm lens and photograph them because mm. I feel that's invading on privacy almost. Whereas if you do it whereby you are literally in someone's face, there's the, basically they'll either say they'll either put their hand up, which, yeah. which I've which I've had, they don't want their photograph to be taken, fine, mm. um, or they let it happen, 
and you move on. You take the photo and move on because at the end of the day, we do is taking a photo. You're not, you're not, you know, you're not shooting someone. No, oh. well, you are. Whoa. 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 Hey. Whoa. I knew I'm you not, wouldn't let that one go. I'm on that bombshell. <laughs> so yeah, so so basically, that's my that's my third. It's just okay. it's just um, just I think I think um, you, is it? I don't think it's a mistake. I just for it's a personal thing. Yeah, and yeah. I, there's a lot of people out there that just probably wish they had a little bit more confidence to try. And do and in my, I'm using street photography as an example, but anything, um, and not doing it because they're afraid of failure or or in the street photography like getting rejected on mm. that. So that's my that's my third. I think that's good. I would slightly widen that out to not pushing yourself because because effectively what you're doing with that is putting yourself out of your comfort zone. Totally. So I would widen that out slightly in a, a, a sort of a mistake. But that's a life that, thing, isn't it? Well, exactly. Yeah, but especially in in photography, is not pushing yourself out there. Um, outside of your comfort zone because it's simpler to shoot what you usually shoot. Yeah, I think it's okay. Yeah, again, if you if you don't want to uh, if you don't want to do a food shoot, then yeah, and someone says, oh, will you photograph some food for our menu? And you literally do not want to do it. Yeah. Then yeah, don't put yourself out of the comfort zone because because of that because there's no fun in it. But if yeah. there's something you really want to do, but it's hard. But it's hard. Yeah. But even if it's or, or you just think, oh, it's too much effort and things mm. like that, then that that's that's basically something you will actually regret. And if it's something you regret, then it's pretty much a mistake. Isn't yeah. It? If it's too much effort and you can't be bothered and you don't want to do it, well then you pre- in photography like anything else in life, you get kind of what you deserve. Exactly. And so Reap what you sow. You got it. You got it. And with that life lesson. <laughs> Um, I think, Gav, we're, we're, we're running well over schedule. Well over. You are well, going to have fun trimming that. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, Gav, I've had a blast as always. Me too. How was your coffee? It was... It, firstly, it took 50 minutes to get here. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on. Um, and the tide was out. It would have been quicker for you to go. It was great. Yeah, that's true. It'd be... Uh, yeah, it's let's true. Start, let's start again. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I quite like that, chat. <laughs> Um, so we hope you've enjoyed it um, and you've taken something from that Um, I've I've really enjoyed chatting um, and like most weeks obviously me and Gav are mates but we don't just sit around talking photography all the time so it's quite nice to get insights from from Gav, because he's he's he knows his stuff. He knows his oil, he knows his oils. He knows his onions. Yeah, I know my oils. He does know his oils, um, onions, my and everything else, and my watercolors. So yeah, <laughs> all our social media will be on the show notes. Um, what's our Insta Gavlar? Um, camera chat coffee. I think it's at. Well, yeah, of course. But uh, my Insta is Benjamin Film One. Uh, Gavlar, what's your Insta? Gav Hardy Things. Beautiful. So connect with us there. Cheers, and we'll leave it there.